Welcome to part 7 of our series Tremble. The question that I have today to ask us is, do we fear man more than we fear God? Do we fear man more than we fear God? You know, when I was growing up, there were many people that used to say to me, do you, do you have a fearful man? Do you, do you fear man? And I always used to think, no, I don't fear man at all. I'm, I'm not worried about anyone. I'm not afraid of anyone. I don't fear man. There's no one that I'm scared of that makes me terrified. And I often would misunderstand what that question really meant. Do you fear man? And I thought in this series how God has just been challenging us, all of us, and just pushing us into this place of learning what it means to fear God. This question arose and it just challenged me so much. And so I want to ask us, do we fear man more than we fear God? This is what it means to fear man. If you say you have a fear of man, according to sort of a biblical point of view, it would look like this. If you have a fear for man then it means that you're afraid of doing something that offends them. That's often what it means to fear man. If you fear man, you're afraid of doing something that would offend them. Like, for instance, leaving a friendship. You might be scared or afraid of leaving a friendship because you don't want to upset them or offend them. But this friendship is toxic and dangerous and causing you to stumble and to fall and to walk away from God. But you're afraid to leave this friendship because it might hurt them or upset them or you might take flack for it. You fear man if you let their feelings and their opinions mold you or push you back in your Christian walk. That's how you know if you fear man. Is that their feelings, their opinions... There may be lack of faith or their pressures that they put on you push you back in your walk with Christ. Then you know that you have a fear of man. You know you will fear man if you're scared of offending them so you don't speak the truth into their lives. You're scared of offending them so you don't speak out your faith. If you cannot speak your faith and you cannot reach out and, and, and speak the truth into people's lives, that means that you have a fear of of man in your lives and that you need to seek God and get that fear broken off in your life and to begin fearing God more than you fear man. How do you know if you fear man? Here's another thing, that we may be afraid to openly pray in public or speak in public about the Lord and about God's ways and about our convictions when it comes to the Word of God. You know, I know of so many people in their lives, including myself, when I used to um, say to people, I'm afraid to share my testimony in public. I'm afraid to talk about the Lord, to pray. How many of you right here feel like that? Where you feel maybe shy and afraid or embarrassed maybe, or you feel like you don't have the courage and the boldness to speak up about your faith. And you know why it is? Why you have that is because you have a fearful man. I never used to accept that, but then I realized that it's so true. I could speak, and, and hear me out here, how many of you can speak to people in public just about anything, about the rugby or about cricket or about sports or about news? How many of you can just speak to people when it comes to your workplace, about work things and about maybe even politics? You can speak to them about anything in this world, but when it comes to the Lord, you say, suddenly you have a fear to share about God. That's not because you are afraid of speaking in front of people, because we can do it under so many different circumstances. It's actually because we have a fear 
of what people might think about us, how they might persecute us for our faith. We have a fear of offending people or stepping on their toes when it comes to God's word, God's truth, what Jesus Christ has done for us on the cross. And so we have a serious issue of a fear of man that we need to get rid of in our lives if we cannot do those things and speak in public. I realized that I had a fear of man. I was shy that I could speak about other things, but I was maybe more afraid and shy to speak about the Lord. And I went before God and I had to say, God, I want to conquer this fear of man so that I can be used by you. You know, here's the big thing. Are, Are Muslims scared? Do Muslims hide their faith? No, they they wear their religious clothing. They're bold. They close their workplaces at a certain time in the day to spend time in prayer. And everyone knows that. Muslims demand prayer rooms or bathrooms in airports only for their use. They're not scared of man when it comes to their religion. They're bold and they proclaim it through what they do, their actions, through how they dress, through what they, they, they place demands on people to meet their faith and their requirements. And I think us as Christians are so scared. We hide our faith. We're afraid. We step back and we cower and we pushed into the corner. And God is calling us to be bold and courageous. Not to be afraid of what man thinks when we speak of the Lord and our faith. And our salvation and what Jesus Christ has done. Why are we so scared of man? I believe it is time for us to be bold. It's time for us to speak up. Because the world has learned. That if they put pressure on Christians. Like telling Christians not to pray in school. Not to have worship in assemblies for, for school or in our workplaces. That the Christians step back. And as soon as we feel pressure, we cower, we step back. And it's so sad. We bend our knee to people because we fear them. We fear being mocked, ridiculed, being rejected. We fear stepping on people's toes. That, you know, and here's the thing is, when when it comes to culture even, in South Africa and in Africa, in different areas, we fear that going against their culture, against the norms in society will cause a stir and will will offend somebody so what do we do we don't speak the truth we don't speak what the word of god says i want to encourage us as people of god is it's time that we set the kingdom culture that we take kingdom culture kingdom principles what god's word speaks about and begin to infiltrate our workplaces and people around us we're not supposed to go with the norms of this world and to conform according to the patterns of this world, but we're meant to be transformed by the Word of God, renewing our minds daily with the Word of God, and then taking that into our workplaces boldly. Begin praying in public. Share your faith. Share of what God has done. Share your testimony, your story, what the Lord has done in your life. You know, we had that incredible men's breakfast with Swayze the Brain, and Swayze just shared about his personal testimony and what God had done in his life and how he was saved by the Lord's grace in the most special way. But then he also shared about how there were times in his life where he needed to put a stake in the ground. He needed to be bold for Christ and stand strong on what he believed and what God had done in him and through him. And so he often shared our stories in this men's breakfast that we had, how there were moments where he was put under pressure to say that he cannot speak of the Lord or give God glory in public or in certain 
with certain material that he had composed or made for this rugby coaching. And he said, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm not going to stand back. And he had these moments where he went before the Lord and he cried out and he said, God, I don't want to step back. So I'm going to trust you. I'm going to give you glory for this. I'm going to ascribe everything that um, I had, all the inspiration I had to you. And he put a stake in the ground, a post, he called it, in the ground to take stands for God. And as he, he, he just testifies that as he took a stand for the Lord, God honored him and blessed him for those. A few weeks ago in our state, there was um, the South African Special Forces came and set up because there was a big golf day. And I picked up the kids from school and I was coming home and I drove through the main gate of our state. And there I saw them on the corner near the golf course. And I parked a car and we went there and the South African Special Forces were incredible. They showed the kids so many things and weapons and um, so many ways to make fires and all their tools and, and how they make certain drinks and food in the bush using different stuff and it was actually so incredible they were they were brilliant and i saw some interesting things there on their table some of their banners some of their principles their creeds let me read a creed the, the operator's creed this is phenomenal that comes straight off the website the south african special forces and it says as the compass rose depicts i am willing and prepared to be deployed in any direction, anywhere in the world, under any circumstances, day or night. Even if I am called upon to perform tasks in isolation or in extreme conditions, I am willing to pay the ultimate price. I will conquer my fears and will succeed with guidance, the guidance of my compass, the Word of God. That's on their website, the Word of God. How beautiful is that? Then they say, my word is my honor, my duty to serve, and my pride is the laurel dagger. I will not bring shame upon myself or those with whom I serve. I will not fail special forces nor my comrades. My ultimate goal is to succeed in every mission and then to strive to succeed again. And I think, wow. Imagine if us as Christians could lock onto some of these principles how they have locked onto some biblical principles and practice them you know then i went and i copied and pasted their values straight from their website and this is what their values say we recognize the principle of non-discrimination and respect the worth and dignity of all our members we are apolitical and we embrace the following values this is what they say principles of faith principles of faith community, comradeship, accountability, responsibility, courage, commitment, mutual respect. We are law-abiding and hold to integrity. I was so encouraged and while we were standing there speaking to these special forces um, guys and they were just explaining so many things to us, there was a banner there. And on this banner that stood there and it is on their website in different ways as well, this banner there says below the emblem, We fear naught but God. We fear naught but God. In other words, they say that they have a fear of God and no one else. They fear nothing but God. And I asked the guy there, the gentleman that was standing there all kitted up in his suit and in his gear, his armor and everything. I said, what does that mean to you? And he went on to explain that he said that we cannot have a fear. If we have a fearful man, it will cripple us in battle. 
all we do is we fear God. We have a fear for God and that helps us not to fear man. And I thought that was amazing. That was so special. You know, the type of missions that Reckies engage in meant that if they were fearful, the fear would be a snare to them. It would not serve them well at all. If there was any kind of fear that they had within their hearts, it would destroy their mission, it would cripple them, and they would not succeed. And I think it's so true for us as Christians as we go out to serve Christ. We're not supposed to fear people around us. We're not supposed to have a fear of our employer or employees. or We're not supposed to have as Christians a fear for sickness or death or demons or anything like that. Those things can only, the Bible says, those things can actually only kill the body. But God is the one that we should fear. Look at what the Bible says, and this is where they get it from. Proverbs chapter 29 verse 25. The fear of man will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. A fear of man. If we have a fear for man, it's going to ensnare our lives and it's going to render us ineffective and powerless in our walk with Christ as we are to go and take ground. It's going to just cripple us. And it says, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. Oh, if we fear God, we honor the Lord and we walk with God and we don't worry and fear man, God will keep us safe and he'll bless us on our missions. Jesus was speaking to his disciples when they were possibly afraid of the councils, the culture, the authorities around them. And in Matthew chapter 10, verse 28, the Bible says, Do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Listen to what, this is Jesus. Jesus speaking to you and I, to his disciples. He says, do not be afraid of those who can kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. I mean, Jesus was basically encouraging them, saying, on your missions, on your outreach, as you go and you make disciples, don't be afraid of those who might put you in prison. Don't be afraid of those. Don't be terrified about those who may beat you. Or mock you. Or stand against you and persecute you. Because all they can do is kill the body. Now to you it might sound like that's a lot. But he's saying they cannot affect your eternal destiny. Don't be afraid of them. But be afraid of the one. If you meet the one, God. Who can destroy your body and your soul in hell. And that's he's speaking about of the judgment there. He's saying don't fear man and let it cost you your salvation. Fear the Lord. Walk with God. Stand right with God so that you don't need to have a fear of your eternal salvation one day. Fear God. Walk with God. And as you walk with God in surrender to the Lord, you will not have to fear judgment. You will not have to fear condemnation on your life. And eternal damnation because you're standing with Christ. You believe in the Lord and you're standing strong with God. So Jesus had to encourage his disciples. And spur them on not to have this kind of fear for man. The New King James Version of that scripture in Matthew 10, 28 says, And do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. I want to encourage us as men and women of God and stir us to rise up in battle. We cannot 
cower. We cannot be cowards and be afraid of people, of the culture around us, of what society is saying and doing and what they're pushing onto the rest of the world. We need to fear the word of God and as the word says, tremble at his word and hold that up high in our lives so that we would walk according to his word and his principles and not bend a knee to society and to ungodly principles that come our way. So don't be concerned. Don't be afraid of what offends others. But be concerned about what offends God. You know, Dion and Natasha in our church, they run that Hottie's Boat Company with all those beautiful touring boats on the water. And what I love about their lives, I've been there a number of times as they manage their staff. And Dion often stands there and he calls his staff together and he prays and he just speaks of the Lord. He's got no, he's not ashamed at all to share the gospel. He's not ashamed at all to pray and to speak of what God has done and what God continues to do. And they just give God the glory for their business and for everything that they accomplish. And I often think, wow. At first some people stand there and when he begins mentioning, you know, some onlookers, when he begins boldly just speaking of the Lord and praying and talking that about how this business belongs to God, people often look there and they get a bit shaken and they get a bit worried and concerned and they think, why is he bringing religion into this or the Lord into this? But he is not afraid. He's more concerned about serving the Lord with his business, with his life. And I love to see that in Dion and Natasha. A love for the Lord, no matter what. Here's some in interesting quotes that I'd like to just read that will help us bring this sermon to a high point. Billy Graham said, Our society strives to avoid any possibility of offending anyone except God. Think about that. Our society around us strives to avoid any possibility of offending anyone except God. Isn't that true? We, we add all these rules. Don't speak of this when you cannot do this when you've got to include these people. Society makes all these rules because they don't want to offend anyone. But meanwhile, everything they do is offending God and His Word. Man, we are in such danger in these end times that we live in because we are busy being so concerned about everyone around us, what they think. That we're not speaking the truth of God's word. And it's destroying our society, our schools. As we neglect and as we just push the values and the principles of God away from us. Lord, help us. Help us, God, to be strong men and women. That will live for the Lord. That will live for you, God. And not bend our knee. Because society puts pressure on us. John MacArthur wrote this quote and he says, Don't ever water down the gospel. If the truth offends, then let it offend. People have been living their whole lives in offense to God. Let them be offended for a while. <laughs> That's pretty incredible. Don't water down the gospel. Believers, we cannot water down the gospel. If we water down the gospel, there's going to be judgment over our lives. 
It says, his quote says, If the truth offends, then let it offend. Don't be afraid. Men and women of God, speak the truth. Speak God's word. Pray. Correct people in love and gentleness. Make sure you, when you, when you do that, do it in gentleness and in love. But don't be afraid to correct people and to, to encourage them and to strengthen them in the ways of God. John McElvis says, you know, people have been living their whole lives in offense to God. So let them be offended for a while. Let the word of God offend people. It's time that we stand strong. We've been pushed back as Christians for so many years now. And we're taking on all the patterns in, of this world. And it's time for us to set culture, to set standards, God's standards in our workplaces, in our schools, in our environment around us. It's time for us to take ground back where we've been pushed by the enemy. Take ground back. Let's push forward. Let's advance the kingdom of God every day in our lives. Let me start bringing this to a close in this message. I want to ask a very interesting question, a very challenging question. How do you offend God? How do you offend God? How do you offend His Word? Psalm 89 verse 7 says, God is greatly, I love that word, God is greatly to be feared in the assembly of the saints and to be held in reverence by all those around Him. So the question is, do you and I greatly fear God? Not just fear God, do we greatly fear God? Do we have a reverence? That's what the fear of God means, a reverence, an awe, a deep respect, a love for God. A great fear of God. Do we have that in our lives? And the way we'll know is if we measure up to many of these scriptures over this series, but also, you know, a fear of God shows through our lifestyle. You cannot say you fear God if you do not live a lifestyle worthy of our calling. It shows through our lifestyle. It shows through our love for God and His Word. If I fear God, it will show through my priorities. Are my passions and my priorities God's word, His ways, His kingdom, His purposes? You know, a, a fear for God will show in our lives when it comes to our passions. Where are our passions in relation to my passion for God? Are my desires, my sports, my hobbies, all kinds of things, my job, my career, my successes, where where is where are those passions and those desires in relation to my passion for God? Is God truly and is God's word truly my number one? Where I will mold everything actually firstly around God and His word? Or am I living with all these things taking preference in my life and putting God second? Do we really fear God? How does it show in our lives? Well, where's our time being spent? All of our time. Where's our money? And it shows in our money. If we fear God, then it will show in where we spend our money and our resources. Because where our treasure is, shows where our heart is. Man, we, we, we're called to live for God in every area. How do we treat people? 
how do we treat people? That'll show if we have a great fear of God. By treating others with love and respect and honor according to the word of God. How do we raise our children? Are we raising our children in godly ways? Are we raising our children with God's word in times of prayer? And I'm not just saying empty times of prayer or a devotion. I'm talking about challenging and encouraging and building and washing our kids and our wives with the word of God and praying together passionately and, and loving God with all our hearts and setting a standard, a high standard in our families. Man, if we really fear God, we put our families before our jobs making money because we're more concerned about raising strong families that fear God, that love God, than building big businesses and building big worldly kingdoms here with lots of material possessions. Let me close by saying this. Go and read Deuteronomy chapter 5 and 6. I love this passage when it comes to the fear of God. Go and read Deuteronomy chapter 5 and chapter 6. It was given to Moses and Moses is now speaking what he's heard from God and he's speaking to the Israelites. And all he kept saying was if people fear God, if people would just live in a fear of God, an honor, a reverence towards God, they would be blessed. And these are the promises directly from me. They would be blessed and they would walk in prosperity and all would go well with them. Those are the promises of God that directly link into a fear of God. I, I believe, let me close off with this, I believe we can save ourselves from so much pain, from so many consequences of our wrong and our sinful decisions and actions if we lived in the fear of God and not the fear of man. Let me pray. Lord, we truly want to have a great fear of you in our lives. A deep, deep reverence and love and honor in our lives for you and for your word. We want to tremble at you at your word because of the great love and respect we have for you. May the spirit of the fear of the Lord come and touch our lives and may we live in reverence for you. Amen. Thank you.